Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. It is 101 local time in Chicago, 201 Eastern Standard Time. And this... Is the post game birds with friends, Bo Wolf and Shil Kapadia from Shields Hotel Room in the JW Marriott. Come say hi if you get this before he checks out tomorrow morning. Please don't. <laughs> well, what a day it has been. A rough and tumble game as we expected in the wild card game at Soldier Field. The Bears defense did their part against the Eagles running game. Eagles ran for a combined 42 yards. Bears did not do much better on the ground. Nick Foles throws for 266 yards, two touchdowns, but two interceptions as well. Mr. Biscuit goes for 303 and a tutty. No interceptions. The game comes down to the last two drives. The Eagles trailing 15-10, put together a memorable Game, potentially game-winning drive that was 12 plays, 60 yards, and capped by a fourth down touchdown pass from Nick Foles to a third-round pick. And then, with about 50 seconds left, the Bears get a nice return from Tariq Cohen, needing only a field goal to win. Cody Parkey, former Eagle, lines up for a 43-yarder, knocks it through. Doug Peterson calls timeout, though. And on the second attempt, the ball bounds off the fingertips of Trayvon Hester. As reported by Bo Wolf. The left upright, the front crossbar, and bounds (laughs) back into the field of play. Half inches in any direction, and the Eagles' season would be over. But it is not. Nick Foles lives to fight another day. The Eagles go back to the spot where this season hit its nadir. Nadir? Nader? I think Nadir. Nadir? When they were donkey-whomped by 41 points against the New Orleans Saints. But those were Carson Wentz's Eagles. These are Nick Foles' Eagles. We'll find out next Sunday what will happen. The Eagles. Season continues, Shield. What a day. In? Nolens. Nolens. What a game. It, it was a... Very event, you know, for a low-scoring 16-15 game, it was not boring at all. No. From the opening kickoff Fun game. till the end, I, you know, even at halftime, I'm thinking, all right, there hasn't been a lot of scoring. It's 6-3, but, man, it's been entertaining. There are crazy calls. Um, how do you even put this game into words? I mean, listen, they got lucky in the end. They're, Lane Johnson said that. Although, maybe not. I mean, you, you talked to Trayvon Hester. He said he hit the ball. 
He got it. He got it. I mean, he, his fingertips. And so it's not total luck. It's yeah. You did make a play. And it's so much better that way because otherwise you just feel so bad for Cody Parkey. You still like, do. I, I mean, mean, I hope that guy's on a flight to like Jamaica or Turks and I, Caicos. I or hope something. so too. But the fact that it was tipped makes me makes me uh, feel a little bit better for him. Yeah, he sh- he should be sending you a thank you letter. I hope so. I don't I'll think that's that. going to happen. But uh, so you have that the tip there. I mean, the you know what's la- interesting. I thought that the Eagles were the better team in the first half, even though they were trailing six to three That's going right. into halftime. They had uh, the, the you know the two Bears field goal drives. Both came as a result of Eagles mistakes. The first one was extended by a Michael Bennett yes. penalty, a silly one. The second one could have been ended by a Trey Sullivan should have been interception. He dropped it. I thought the Eagles were the better team in the first half. Second half, the Bears probably were the better team. They were they were figuring some stuff out offensively, taking care of uh, exposing some holes. Really, it was just Allen Robinson against Avante Maddox. He was sort of toasting him throughout the second half. But you know, Nick Foles. It seemed like it once again he was going to leave the leave the field with a lead. I mean, a sixty yard touch. The season on the line against the best defense. Clear cut. Every statistical measure. Granted, they weren't playing with Eddie Jackson. That's one caveat we'll throw in there. But the best defense in the NFL, you're on the road. You got to go 60 yards. A field goal's not going to cut it. And, man, they drove right down the field. And and it was uh, what a memorable drive. You know, you hit Alshon Jeffrey. Nelson Aguilar had that nice move by the sideline. Makes the defender miss. Uh, my Goddard boy, play. Dallas Goddard. I yeah, mean, I was nice. I was rewatching the drive as I will be writing about it for the Athletic Philadelphia. That was an unbelievable play because it was a nice design. It was a fake screen to the left, then to the right, right. Uh, then nice. a middle screen to Goddard. It was a low throw, so he's picking it up off his shoelaces. Kyle Fuller comes in with a head of steam and like tries to level him and just bounces off of him, spins and picks up ten yards. So that was a Fantastic play. Alshon Jeffrey comes through with the big third and nine conversion. Zach Ertz comes through with a nice catch in traffic for 13 yards. And they get down to the two-yard line, and we're discussing, you know, what do you do here? You want to kind of, you want to make sure you get it. That's number one. But at the same time, give the opponent as little time as possible in that situation. And so uh, they come up there, first down. Darren Sproles up the middle. Now, I have a question. Yeah. Are things said by Eagles personnel in the press box on the record? Do you know uh, what I'm talking about? No. I, I feel like I heard something, but I'm not sure. If it's something that could get them into trouble, I would say no. Okay. If it's just something to add color or a fascinating nugget, I would say yes. I don't know. You kind of already threw it out there now. Well, I'll just say that there was some consternation about the play calls. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. On the for, on the two that's runs. That's what I would say. <laughs> no, so I won't say from who, but... Well, here's the deal. They, they didn't go up to there and say, we're running the ball to Darren Sproles. So that's the interesting thing, thing apart, about this is that Nick mm. Foles had the ability to kill those plays and actually go to the sprint out that ended up to be the game-winning touchdown. So he had to go up to the line of scrimmage. A run play was called. He could either stick with it or he could kill it and then go to the sprint out. And, and he said he saw the looks on both first and second down where 
he was just supposed to hand it off. And so he gives it up to Darren Sproles. First down, no gain. Second down, no gain. Third down, they call a pass play. He goes to Alshon Jeffrey. Kyle Fuller made a very nice play. And then Dougie P calls a timeout, which at the time didn't seem like a, a great timeout to use. Well, I, I, I'm okay with that timeout. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, obviously you are. like right. it, it worked out. But um, I know that you want to keep all three timeouts, but it is more important that you get the of right course. play call there. Of course. But, you know, they do. I mean, you should have it ready. but Yes, they do talk about situational football and all that. But whatever. He called the timeout. NBC, did, have you seen, did you see the footage? I mean, they've got, it looks like Philly Special. It's Doug Peterson and Nick Foles on the sideline. They're looking at the play sheet. I don't know that either of them were mic'd up for this game. Okay. Uh, it would be awesome if they were. You're going to get your boy Dittinger on the phone. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that they were, but they're talking about it. You can see them. I mean, if somebody could read lips, they might be able to even tell us what they were saying. It was that clear. Nick Foles comes back into the huddle. And the idea was that in these situations, what they call these gotta-have-it plays, sort of the, the game-enders, games on the line, Vic Fangio, they said his tendency, which they learned through film study, was to be aggressive, go zero blitz, and that's what they were expecting. And so they said, let's move the pocket, let's, let's roll Nick Foles out to the right on a sprint out. You know, it's, it's a play that honestly can get criticized if it doesn't work because you're cutting the field in half. It's not like you have, you know, three or four options. He has two options on that play. Uh, Golden Tate and then Alshon Jeffrey behind him. In many ways, I mean, Golden Tate said, I, you know, he's like, I'm basically the only option on that play. It worked. Tate made a really... But he has, a, he has two things he can do. He can read the defender, right? Golden Tate? Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to go out, but... He's the primary, but if if that's overplayed, he can he can sit it down. I believe. Oh, maybe I don't, not. I don't, I don't know. I didn't get that information. Okay, but okay. Uh, Jeffrey was behind him. Uh, Golden Tate did a really nice job of sort of looking back at the quarterback before violently. I guess they would say uh, sh- shifting his his weight, his position, and cutting to the right on the out. And Nick Foles, if you watch the re- you know when I watched the replay, Leonard Floyd. Is kind of in his face. He has to adjust his arm angle, kind of throw it sideways, and he finds Golden Tate just through a perfect strike for the touchdown, which ends up being the game-winning touchdown. So, so many fascinating layers to that play. Number one is I think we learn about Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. We know Doug Peterson really believes in making sure he's calling plays especially in those critical situations that his quarterback is comfortable and confident with. You say that's common sense. Yes, it is, but coaches don't always Not use common like sense. That, yeah. So uh, that was good. And then it's Nick, also a great throw by Foles. Yeah, yeah. I think like, I think you had to respond to Pistol Pete. Okay. That's what I was saying. Uh, Leonard Floyd was in his face. I mean, he had to sort of sidearm it and and just hit Golden Tate right in the hands. And then we see Foles' calm and his poise. I mean, season's on the line. Potentially his last play is an eagle. Not only does he help suggest, I don't I don't know that he suggested the. They weren't very clear about, right. know, Did he? they said it was sort of a discussion, but uh, figures out a play he's comfortable with, makes the throw, and, they, and it's designed for Golden Tate of all people. Unbelievable. Going to Tate with the season. You think, you think did, I, I didn't see after the touchdown was scored, did Doug 
turn to the press box and give me the middle finger? <laughs> no. No, he did do did that Howie? to me after the okay. guy touchdown, though. Okay. Uh, they said, you know, Zach Ertz said this is, they practiced this play all week. He said, I, I think Tate caught it every single time. We knew we were going to be able to use it or hopefully thought we would be able to use it at some point, and they did. And so if uh, Golden Tate doesn't do anything else as an eagle, he has this one game, he has this one moment. Well, you know, there are lots of people, obviously, in my mentions, <laughs> telling me that uh, this, you know, does this mean the trade is worth it? Uh, no, <laughs> but, well, first of all, you have, to, you have to grade the trade when it's made. You don't grade it uh, after the fact. But would you trade a third-round pick for a victory, a playoff victory? Maybe, but who's to say? Maybe. Who's to say that... Whoever receiver is in that situation, yeah, like who's come to say? On. I mean, come on, like, I mean, Jordan Matthews could have made that play. Come no, on, no, no way is he getting enough separation. J Matt doesn't need separation, baby. Okay. Um, so when Golden Tate has nine catches for one twenty next week and a win over the Saints, then will it be worth it? Then we can talk. <laughs> the answer is still no, but then we can talk. Uh, and then after the two point con- or after the touchdown, they have to go for two to try yeah. to get a three point lead. Philly, Philly, mm. Nick Foles walking up to the line of scrimmage, kill, kill. Yeah. Direct snap to Wendell Smallwood, who tries to leap over the pile uh, to get into the end zone. Looked like he was, you know, if not in, half inches from being in, you know, t- even less than half yeah, inches. Yeah, I didn't probably. feel like it was obvious. If, uh, a lot of people were saying. Saying he, they, he got in. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was a fair call. Yeah, I thought it was I fine. thought it was a fair call. So they said I'm that he did not get in. i fine with the play call. I like the play call, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, it, he, it, he's probably the guy for it also, I guess. Uh, I mean, Smallwood? That's, well, who Bulls <laughs> can't jump. I mean, if there's a guy in the backfield. Okay. I, I just, mean, probably. I didn't know if that was a joke. I would have liked to see Boston Scott in that role, but <laughs> myself. Um, but I thought it was, a, if it was a fun play call. Uh, although maybe, you know, maybe you don't want to take the ball out of Nick Foles' hands there. But Full disclosure, before the fourth down, you said, oh, are they going to get it here? Yeah. Like seconds before. You, you brought the question to me late. I said no. That was my gut. I said you. And you said yes. Yeah. So even so. though you picked against them, I guess, you know. Correct. When push came to shove, you had confidence in Correct. the franchise. However, then the Bears get the ball. And, I mean, I really, it, it seemed like, I mean, you don't want to root against a, a guy to make a field goal, but the Bears probably should have won the game. I don't know. Maybe not. Guess so. you know, Hester got the fingertips on yeah. it. You're right. It's fair. Block. Okay. Yeah, Vontae Maddox, that was a bit, you know, of he did not have a good game. No. He's had a very good season. He's been a, a nice, pleasant surprise. He has a bright future. Uh, they got him with the double moves. On that play, it's sort of uncharacteristic of him because it's almost like a mental error where he's the underneath defender and he needs to just sink and get depth, mm. depth because in that point you can't give up a big completion, and instead his eyes, I believe, were on the receiver who was in the flat, who, I mean, you don't care about that guy in that situation. And so uh, he didn't get enough depth. They gave up a 25-yard completion. That was after the big kickoff return by Tariq Cohen, and he got right in there in field goal range. It was very interesting on the play before the field goal attempt. We had no idea what they were going to do. Because that is a very tricky situation. You have no timeout, so you're, you're not running the ball. You can't complete the ball 
in bounds. So it's either if you're sure you get something near the sideline or the end zone. I mean, those are the only two places you can go with the football in that situation. They ended up trying to go to Anthony Miller deep, and uh, Cravon LeBlanc had good coverage there. That was with, with 15 seconds left, and then they were able to line up and attempt the field goal. Doug Pay with the ice. Call him George Gervin. Nice parky. Which, as we know, there's no real value to icing the kicker. Really, it can come back and burn you, which it has. I mean, can you imagine if he iced him and he missed the first one? Or if the first one got blocked and then he came back and he made the second one after the ice? Uh, we would definitely be crushing Doug Peterson today. But that's not what happened. And so he is, he is old school. And he decided to go with the old ice and the kicker, and I guess it worked. So my story is is just on that field goal, okay? Um, and what everybody was thinking going in, you know, on the sidelines, on the field, all the guys on the field are yelling at Cody Parkey before the kick. Malcolm Jenkins was like, "Yep, very aggressive." Yep. Um, and I don't want to give too much away because you should go read the story on theathletic.com/slash/philly. Uh, but there were there are two things that I will tell you that I, that I like a lot. Okay. One is, you know, I asked Jason Kelsey what he was doing, and he said, uh, as Parky was lining up on the lining up for the kick, he walked over to Nick Foles and just wanted to make sure that he told him if this is the last time we're playing together. <laughs> like, it's been a pleasure. I love you, man. He told him that before the kick. I will tell you what he said. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's going to be a good good story to read. He said... Can you imagine being a loser who doesn't subscribe and not getting to read this? I went this? over to Nick Foles and I made sure I wanted to tell him, you know, if this is the last time we get to be on the field together, that I'm going to miss you, bud. That's unbelievable. And then the better one, <laughs> even better than that, is I asked Jason Peters if he felt bad for Cody Parkey. And he said, no, I don't. I told him thank you after the game. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, good. So this is sort of oral history form. Uh, the, I mean, Jason the, Stark was calling for it on I Twitter. I know, I know. Well, that's why I sort of had to do it. I you felt had like to do it. I started. That's, good. You know, that's a nice power move by him. It starts. It starts with more of you know, like the. There's a little mark. I was. I went out to the cross. Oh, I got to tell you this. I told you I was fired up when yeah, I came into the press I, box. I did see you were fired. So, up. so the locker room ends. I know I'm focusing on the on the on this last play of the game. I want to go out to the field. I want to look at the goalpost. There's nobody else out there. I mean, there's a there's a couple TV crews, and I'm I'm standing. I'm looking for marks, and I see I find the mark on the on the crossbar. Oh, nice job! Uh, you know, I'm trying to look up on the the upright if I can see that one. That one's tougher to tell. It was a little bit higher up, but I, you know, I found the mark. I'm taking these pictures. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to just sort of look around and and uh, get some, some color, and yeah. feel some feelings, you know. And I'm not familiar with that, but all all of a sudden, you know, I'm 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 lined up to take another picture. Some guy behind a camera goes, "You almost done yet?" Or like, how many pictures are you gonna take? A guy behind a camera, like a TV. Yeah, the TV, the the camera operator, not the oh, not okay. the on camera person. Okay. I guess I was in the background of his shot that they were trying to set up, and I I said, "You could ask nicely." Oh, did you? Yes. <laughs> and he's he's like, "How many are you gonna?" I think it was. I think he said, 
I think he's. I'm trying to think of exactly how it went. I think he oh, said, "Boy, there was a fireworks." I was unaware. He goes, "I think he goes. Are you almost done yet? Like in a real nasty way." And I was like, "Well, you could ask nicely." He's like, "How many pictures? You've already taken like a million pictures." And I said, "Well, you don't have to be an asshole." Oh my. Yeah, oh, sorry. You got what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, I'm, what minute mark is this? When did we start? It's, it's the we're at about the 19 minute mark. Okay, so tell okay. when we tweet it out. Yeah, there's there's a there's a bad word coming at the 19 minute mark. The guy he got me, got me fired up. All you have to do is say, "Hey." We're, we're, Wait, we're so about to do what? a shot. Then what? And then I took another picture and I walked away and I walked, I, I looked to the, uh, the, the back of the goalpost. Oh, yeah. That's playoff intensity, baby. This jabroni, <laughs> I mean, it only continues, uh, my, my distaste for, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the rivalry between, uh, print and, uh, TV mm. in the locker room. But, you know, all you gotta do is, is say, like, hey, you're in the background of our shot, like, we're going on, we're, we're live in a few minutes or like, you know, yeah. a little, did a little tag. Did you get a channel? No, I think it was a local Chicago. Local Chi-Town? Yeah, it wasn't, uh, okay. it wasn't national and it wasn't Philly. God, I wish I had video of this exchange. I was fired up, man. I could tell. I was ready to go out there and knock some heads around. Mm. What would you have done if he, if he, if he wanted to fight you? I would have ended him. <laughs> Have Listen, you, have I put you been my, in a fight? I he puts my, he puts his pants on just like I do. I'm not pissing down my leg. That's true. Have you been in a fight? Not really. No. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. <laughs> Why? I feel like you would annoy someone to the degree that they would want to fight you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there have been people who wanted to fight okay. me, but they oh. didn't. They don't. That guy, he didn't want that smoke. Okay. All right. Well, so we got the grouse out of the way, I guess. Uh, yes, I think there was another grouse that I had in mind, but I don't remember what it was. But yeah, that guy, that guy is a full-on grouse. Okay. He did not want that smoke. Oh, man. I wish I could have followed up on this or something. If you, if you if listen to the podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you hit us up with hashtag, I'm a jabroni. And uh, come show up at Novacare on, on Tuesday if you want a whooping. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> um. So I don't remember where I was. I mean, I, yeah, so I saw the smudge. It's kind of fun. Um, I don't remember what, how, this, how it started. You were just telling us about your story, and you said there were two yeah. things. I think those were, right, Kelsey and Peters? Yes. Oh, yeah, and so the upfront is about the smudge, and then uh, I then mean, it, it took two, two hits. Three. Three. Three Fingertips. pieces of contact, yeah. And, and, I mean... You know, it, it is these two teams begin their seasons in the off season. You know, all this off season of dedication, mm-hmm. like preseason, sixteen games of like vicious snap after snap action. This game, mm-hmm. it all comes down. For both of these teams, their seasons are decided yeah. by. What happens when the ball hits Parky's foot, then Hester's fingertips, then the left upright, then the uh, crossbar? If any of those things go in like a a half inch of a different direction, the Bears win the game. I mean, even even if it had hit the crossbar a little bit further back, like in the middle of the the top of the cylinder, yeah, that it then goes in and the Bears go on and and the, the Eagles' season is over. And now, but. That's not how it happened, and now like our full analysis of this Eagles season is is completely changed 
When did you know it was no good? It was tough to tell from our vantage point. Because the first, I saw the donk. Yeah. But then I thought, I actually thought it went donk in. Yeah. I, and then I looked at the ref. I always look at the refs. I didn't know live that it had hit the crossbar. I thought that it just hit the upright. Right. Me too. Um, I, I mean, it wasn't until I saw the Eagles running on the field that I knew for sure. And man, were they going crazy. Yeah. They're two wins away from going to the Super Bowl. I mean, they are. <laughs> this this team that uh, we left for dead on multiple occasions. I, can, I don't get to go to the Shrine game now. I gotta cancel my Shrine game trip. They just somehow I booked ha- it after the loss of New Orleans. Wow! Now we're going back. We're going. No, back. I booked it after the loss to the Cowboys. Okay, I'm no fool. You know, coaching wise, I think I think Doug Peterson's got to get a lot of credit. Of course. I mean, what a job! Of course. And uh, you know, in, in there Ma- were some there were some uh, play calling. Things in this game, I thought you know the the commitment to the run on on first and second downs, especially in, in the middle portion of the game, was a little yeah, bit I think silly. In the first half, I think he did adjust. Like I remember the first two drives of the third quarter, they were throwing a lot more mm-hmm. on first down. I think they had ten first down runs for seventeen yards in the first half. Mm, that's good. He was trying to stay committed to it. Yeah, bad idea. We knew going in they weren't going to be able to right. run the ball. That was the case, and so but. I understand a little bit of that, you know, not wanting to give up on it too early, but it did feel like it was a little predictable, and the Bears were able to stop them. But overall, I thought the game plan in the first half was good. I mean, they only had three points, but they had two drives end with interceptions where they easily could have scored. I thought they were moving the football pretty effectively. I thought they were taking more shots downfield than I anticipated. I think they had three explosive plays in the first half, I don't think they had a... Let me check here. Okay, one. Okay, maybe not. That was wrong. They had one three and out in the first half, but overall, you know, 10 plays, 8 plays, 7 plays, 8 plays. So they were actually picking up first downs and doing a pretty good job, again, against a very good defense in the Bears. So uh, I thought the game plan was fine. We talked about the moment with Foles there. At the end, he gets credit for that. And then just, man, the way this team has battled. Like, even if they would have lost this game, it wasn't a, uh, you know, they were right in it. We would have been probably talking about, I think, you know what I would have been talking about if they lost the game? I would have probably focused on the first half. I feel like they could have taken firm control of the game in the first half, and they didn't do that. And then, obviously, you would have people complaining about the kickoff return, the Avante Maddox play, uh, all that. But... I mean, it, some of the missed opportunities in the first half were also on fulls, which we we have not talked about. You know, the they two, were. The, the two, two interceptions yeah. and the second one especially. Yes. The first one, uh, maybe not the most advisable throw, but it, you know, it hit Wendell Smallwood in the hands. He should have caught it, and then Ro- Roquan Smith wrestled it away. Yeah, bad, uh, It was a combination, I think, of bad ball placement. Smallwood could have been stronger at right. the catch point there and Roquan or weaker Smith made if he had just play. dropped it straight away then well you know. yeah that's generally not yeah. how they get coached i don't well, think we can ask yeah. coach for <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the second one was was a bad decision i mean there were four guys in the area and it was a bad throw I, there was somebody who was saying he was uh maybe aguilar was interfered with or something like that but that was a bad decision and Foles. And was it was getting sec- hit, it was second he, down from yeah. the twenty-one yard line. Like he was buying time, and then so that's why he was getting hit. It right. wasn't like he had in, uh, 
pressure in his face right away there. So, yeah, you look at his final numbers, 25 for 40, 266 yards. I mean, again. Two touchdowns, two interceptions. Those guys get paid, too. It's a very good defense. Yeah, they do. And I think at halftime he was up over, it was at like eight or nine yards per attempt. Mm -hmm. They they were not dinking and dunking early on in this game. And a couple nice uh, uh, penalties. Although that was in the third quarter, I guess. Jordan Matthews. J-Matt. Second snap. Yeah, of the I wanted game. to ask him about uh, Boston Scott. I think only got that one snap, huh? I think so. That's too bad. Matthews drew the big pass interference penalty. Alshon Jeffrey. Was Next a- week is the Boston Scott revenge game. He was on the Saints. Yeah, that's how the Eagles got him. He was on the Saints practice You're squad. So excited. Alshon Jeffrey, six catches for eighty-two yards on nine targets. He was very he good was a in beast. this game. Uh, Zach Ertz, five for fifty-two. Golden Tate, five for forty-six. Uh, Goddard only had the two catches, huh? Two for 20? What do you One think? Was a what touchdown, level was a big of, first down. What level of love do you think is stronger? No idea where you're going with this. I'm trying to think of the other, other side of this. How about... Um, This is just uh This is good this is good great podcast. podcasting. This is here. good podcasting. Yeah. How about uh I don't know, Jason Kelsey's love for Nick Foles or Coach Flynn's love for Alshon Jeffrey? Mm-hmm. I mean we're getting texts all game long. Feed him. <laughs> he was right. He was right. All kinds of all kinds of Alshon uh gifts. He was fantastic. He was so good in this game that in the locker room you could hear what he was saying. Kind of. Well, more than normal. Yeah. What did you think of the locker room scene there? Uh, I missed the beginning of locker okay. room. Here's the beginning of locker room. Okay. Brandon Brooks and Jordan Matthews doing their fraternity dance in the mi- middle of the room. Brandon Brooks, I asked him about it. Nice. He said they've been trying to get him to do this like since he became an eagle. And he hasn't, but really? in this moment, he was like, gotta, gotta break it out here. Oh, so nice. I guess him and Jordan Matthews were in one fraternity, and Malcolm Jenkins was in a different I one. Think we've, I think we've seen Malcolm Jenkins as well. Is that his well. pregame I think thing? that's the one okay, that he does. Okay, I think that's yeah. right, yeah. So he always does his, his for pregame, and uh, Brooks decided to join Jordan Matthews. So that was a fun moment for them. I thought, yeah, I mean... Everybody was just in an unbelievable mood. It was much different, I thought, than last week when they were getting into the playoffs. I thought much more celebrations. This time around, if you look at some of the Instagram stuff, Tim Jernigan had his shirt off and was wearing the ski mask, dancing around. He had a nice fit going. And so uh, they're very pleased. They're pleased to be still playing. Tell Pete one more thing. Okay. All right, so we got to Foles' numbers. Uh, we got to the receiver. Defensively, I thought Nigel Bradham had... Oh, yeah, he was all over the place. I asked him that. He's like, what? Really? I don't think so. Really? He's like, everyone's saying... Why? He's like, why is everyone saying that? That's funny. I was like, I don't know. You, you were... Uh, looked like It seemed like you had a big game. He's like, oh, it's the playoffs, man. He's like, if you watched the playoffs last year, you know I bring my A game. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um... The defense spent the majority of this game in what I would call a big dime, which is really just their oh. it's just their dime, but because they have no corners, 
three safeties. It's three safeties and a big dime. But, uh, you know, we talked about coming in this game. We were probably going to see Malcolm Jenkins on Tariq Cohen. That is what we saw. Okay, and, I was going to ask you. I mean, I for the most part. Zeroing in on For it. the most right. part. Uh, and that's why they were in those three safety looks. Tariq Cohen, three catches for 27 yards. Um, did nothing. Now, they were also helped by the absence of Trey Burton. That meant that uh, putting Malcolm Jenkins on Tariq Cohen, the ramifications of that were, were uh, not felt as strongly because there was no mismatch with Trey Burton. But um, I was tracking, I mean, there were like, you know, four snaps of the base defense. We saw some some nickel, not a lot, and then big nickel at points. But, uh, you know, Trey Sullivan is, was playing probably 75% of the snaps, 80% of the snaps. Uh, Strap had a good game. He did. Against his former team. I thought they were all, they all tackled well. They all tackled well. They seemed like the more physical you think so? I, I think their def- well, their defense compared to the the Bears' offense, like they were. Oh, compared to the Bears' like the offense, the Bears weren't breaking sure. tackles. I sure. mean, they stopped the run. Trubisky didn't run a lot. Jordan Howard ten carries for thirty five yards. Yeah, Trubisky uh, three for nine. In the first half, Biscuit looked like he was dying to give this game away. Yeah, Avante Maddox had the near interception. Yep. Couldn't keep his feet in. Trey Sullivan had one in his lap. He couldn't. Reel it in, but yeah, I think we both felt at halftime. Trubisky's probably going to give right. one of these away, and, and then the he played no well. Turnover. He, he did. played well in the second half. He did Made in some crunch nice time. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Agree. I mean, the throw to Allen Robinson to set up the Parky field goal attempt—that was a dime. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He uh, was. He he was. Uh, he came up bigger in the at the end of the game than I was expecting. I agree. I think Matt Nagy. Is it, do we know is it Nagy or Nagy yet? I think Nagy. Nagy. But I don't know that. It seems like he's getting crushed a little bit for Tariq Cohen having four touches in this game. Really? I don't know. You think that's invalid criticism? I don't know. I mean, what? I mean, they could have called what? Like called a screen for him or something like that. But I mean, he wasn't going to be effective running the ball. The Eagles' run defense was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you could have given him a couple a couple more touches. Yeah. Jordan Howard's in nothing, but, I mean, I think they were trying to get him the ball in the passing game. That'll be fun to watch on film because if I think if you would have told me Trey Burton's not going to play in this game and Tariq Cohen's going to have four touches, I would have probably been stunned by that. Right. But but if you, if you told it, me that Allen Robinson was going to have 10 catches for 143 yards and a touchdown... And Biscay was going to still throw for three hundred three and a touchdown. I would have thought that the Bears were going to win the game. Yeah, although a lot of that was late, right? I mean, they only scored six points in the first three quarters. So, well, it wasn't like it wasn't garbage time. No, it wasn't garbage time. But I'm saying like they struggled for three quarters. Okay, they didn't do anything offensively. Yeah, so I think it would be fair to question what their offensive game plan was, or maybe it's just the Eagles get paid too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I think that's fair. Okay. Take it up with the Chicago media. Okay. They were the ones grilling Matt Nagy about it. <laughs> I mean, they had uh, they had more yards per play, more yards total. Yeah, they ended with 356. Eagles ended 300, with 300. 300. On the, dot. the Bears were 0 for 3 in the red zone. Eagles mm. continue to be outstanding there. One. Defensively, both teams had 11 drives. 
Eagles, there's some crazy stat floating around about uh, when you're minus two in turnover differential. Have you seen this one? No. Let me see. I think uh, I think MC texted it here. He said, I don't know where he got this, so I'm sure he didn't, uh, <laughs> he didn't just do the research. But he said, road teams with a minus two turnover ratio were four and 83 in the playoffs. Wow. Which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. What? Yeah, I mean, for them to win this game, if you told like if you knew coming in the Eagles were going to be minus two in the turnover differential, Biscuit was going to throw for three hundred yards, mm. you would have thought they got killed. Probably, you're right. It's no, I, I, it's no fluke. What's no fluke? This win? No, I don't think they. I wouldn't call this a like they didn't steal a win. No. They, they, I think, were the better team for the... It was very even. It was I a mean, very even yeah, game. They were, the, they were, like you said earlier, you said yeah. it well, they were the better team in the first half, probably the worst team in the second half. It's going to come down to yeah. little things here and there. And here they are in the divisional round of the playoffs. Unbelievable. Somehow, this team... Unbelievable. We spent four months just crushing this team. Yeah. Rightfully so. It's cor- It's crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, Four in a row since Nick Foles took over. Four in a row, six of seven? Yes. Only loss being that overtime loss. So now they go to New Orleans Sunday for... I'm sorry, where do they go? Nolens. Nolens. Sunday, 440? 430? Sunday, 440. The thing about that game, from my vantage point... That'll be a numbers game. And then the numbers were not pretty the first time around. 48-7. to 48-7 seven. loss. You know what? I got to say a lot of players were being asked about that matchup in the Saints. I think this game will be a little closer. <laughs> Just a little closer? I'm not going to commit to anything. Oh, so, but. All right. Betting against him again. Hasn't learned his lesson. Betting against a Nick Foles underdog I'm not team. on the record yet. They've won four straight playoff games as underdogs. That's... Definitely never been done before in NFL history, right? I don't know. Maybe. I can't imagine that's point. ever yeah. been done before. Yeah. That's incredible. That is unlikely. And so they'll go down there. Yeah, I thought the, the players were being asked about the Saints, and it, it really seemed genuine that they are, are excited to have another shot at this team after being so embarrassed the first yeah. time around. Jason Peters was asked how he, if he remembered how he felt the first time, he said, you felt disgusted. We didn't play well at all. They ran up the score, and we want him again. We got him again. This time, we coming. It's definitely not going to be the same outcome. Oh. First playoff win of Jason Peters' career. Yeah. That's insane, isn't it? Big, big, big game for Malcolm Jenkins. You know how much the uh, New Orleans Irked stuff him. means to him? Yeah. I mean... Big game for everybody. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Got their eyes on the prize. Did you book your Atlanta hotel rooms yet? No. No, okay. What, uh, if Nick Foles can go into New Orleans. If they they win that game, they're winning the Super Bowl. (laughs) I think they are. That's the best team. Yeah, maybe. Thinking what they're gonna win that and then go to Dallas and L- or LA and lose in the NFC Championship game? No way. Yeah. If Nick Foles oh, wins baby. that game, you know what I just had a thought of? Dallas or or Andy? Yeah. 
Well, I was thinking the the, the Doug Pees versus the fighting Frank Reich. Oh, I mean, Bowl. listen, that team's fantastic. <laughs> How great would that be? Or we get a full week of media with Frank Reich. Ooh. Oh man. Sorry, what were you saying? If Nick Foles is there, is there anything that Nick Foles can do in this playoffs that would make you change your belief on who should be the quarterback moving forward? Yes, probably. If they get to or win the Super Bowl? Let's say they get to the Super Bowl. Okay. And is he lighting it up in the next two games? He lights it up against the Saints and is good, not great, in the NFC Championship game. But they win. And then he is uh, good but outplayed by Andrew Luck. In the mm. Colts Super Bowl victory, the Oakland Raiders call up with a Godfather offer for Carson Wentz. What's a Godfather offer? Well, they've got all these first-round picks. Okay, they're offering uh, number one overall. I think they have what do they have? One and I don't know something. They have the number one overall pick, right? No, someone else does. Uh, they offer their first-round pick. In the next three drafts. The next three? Yep. Their second round pick this year. And uh, whatever it is, like the Bears' first round pick this year or something like that. Mm. Monster offer. Well, I'll, I'll go on the record as saying I think Carson Wentz should and will be the long-term starting quarterback still. But in that specific scenario that you you point out, that Nick Foles lights it up against the Saints, plays, I forget what you say. Good, not great. In the NFC title game, Mm -hmm. and plays well in the Super Bowl and gets them to the Super Bowl. And you're being offered three first-round picks. Four. Four first-round picks? Yeah, I think I would probably have to. I mean, that's crazy. Okay. Think of the team you would be able to build. Depends. I mean, you would be loading up on talent. Yeah. And you would presumably have a better supporting cast around Nick Foles, a much better than you do now. You would have to strongly consider that, yes. Okay. Has anyone ever traded four first round picks? Well,. Wait, no. Four? <laughs> I don't know. I don't okay. know what the rules are. All right. I think it's... I think it's... Uh... I mean, they did They did score 16 points today. Yes, that's true. He did throw two interceptions and averaged under seven yards per attempt. So let's not... Uh... I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the Would guy. you rather have Nick Foles at 30 years old or Mitchell Trubisky at 23 or whatever he is? For what? Like the rest of... Would, You're the Chicago Bears. For 2019? Just in general. You can move going into the 2019 season. I would you ra- get him moving forward. I would rather have Nick Foles. Okay. Where do you think Foles ranks? Among league-wide quarterbacks? Yeah. I don't know. It's a very difficult... Let's do it quickly. Brady. <laughs> we'll, we'll go through the divisions. I mean, you would rather have Brady? Yes. Well, wait, wait, you have to tell me. Is this for next year? You're starting the 2019 season, and these are, you are on these teams. 
So if you were the Jets, would you rather have Sam Darnold or Nick Foles? For, I'm, I'm just so you're uh, starting in 2019, but you have this quarterback for as long as correct. you want. Yes, but you have to factor his age into it. I would probably rather rather have Sam Darnold. Okay, I guess I agree. Josh Allen, Nick Foles, Daniel, Nick Foles. Okay, that's two. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, Dalton, Foles, Lamar Jackson. Mm, that's a tough one. I feel like Foles with that with that uh, defense. I would. I think I, I would agree. rather have Foles. I agree. Flacco, Foles, Baker, Baker, Baker. Uh, Bortles, Foles, Mariota. Foles. Foles all day, every day. Luck. Luck. Who's the last team in that division? Deshaun, oh, Watson. Deshaun Watson. Watson. Eh. Eh. I'll give you Deshaun Watson. Uh, Rivers. How old is Rivers now? Uh, 38 or something, maybe less than I'd that. Probably, I probably, I don't know. He played very well this year. Yeah. I would probably stick with Rivers. Mahomes. Mahomes. Carr. Foles. Foles all day long. And who's the last team in that division? Broncos. Keenum. Broncos. Foles. Keenum. Foles. Uh, Eli. Foles. Dak. That's a really interesting one, by the way. Foles. Uh, I don't know. You're just yelling words. Oh, oh, oh you mean the Giants. Giants? Yeah. Oh, four Foles. Yeah. That I is? Think so. Yeah. Dak. Foles. Alex Smith. False. Rogers. Did you stop writings? No, yeah. no. Oh. We haven't had any yet. Uh, Rogers. Uh, Rogers. Trubisky. I said false. Cousins. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. False. False all day. False. Uh... Stafford. You know, I've never been a big Stafford guy. Me neither. I think I'd probably still go Stafford. But, you know, what's he won? <laughs> yeah, I think I would probably say, I guess, Stafford. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting a division, so we'll, we'll hop on over to the West. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Wilson. Rosen. I have, like, no opinion of him. I didn't really see him. Garoppolo? Uh, Garoppolo. Ooh, I wouldn't take Garoppolo. No? Yeah. Screw him. Okay. Goff. I'd probably go Goff. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Jameis Winston. False. Drew Brees. Brees. Matt Ryan. Ryan. Cam Newton. Newton. All right, so Nick Foles is the 15th best quarterback in football. I think that makes sense. Okay. What about Wentz? (laughs) Wentz. Okay, so 16. He's the 16th best. Okay. All right. One of the great, one of the most interesting (laughs) careers, though, of any player. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Who's had a more interesting career? It's crazy. Yeah. 
It's probably not. It's probably not reality that we're living in, right? It's probably a simulation. I don't know. Did not see this coming. Mm-hmm. What is that hat that Philip Rivers is wearing? Oh, that's his. Uh, that's some saying that he lives by. Really? Yeah. Nunk Kopi. I, I would love to have that hat. Nunk Kopi. Yeah, our guy. Uh, Sam Fortier oh. wrote about it for a uh, great piece on The Athletic. It means, now I begin. Okay. I need to come up with one of those and then just get it printed on stuff and wear it all the time. Well, That's we, such a power move. What do you think yours would be? I don't know. Now I complain? <laughs> no. I don't complain that much. <laughs> I, take, I resent that. How about uh, you're on the list? Could be that. What is don't talk to me? <laughs> uh, no. no feelings. Mm. Mm. Those are some of the ones. I like. am never eating rice again. That'd be good. How do you say that in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to find a nice, nice phrase I like. Get the Latin translation. And then I'm just going to get t-shirts. No and ticket, hats. no laundry. And that's all I'm going to wear. Okay. You are wearing a BWF shirt. I, I respect am. that. Okay. All right. Anything else we got to talk about from this game? The weird, how about the weird uh, Craven? Did we talk about that? No, we didn't talk about that. So it was actually the right call. It is because because the ref picked up the ball. Yeah. The so live ball. For those who don't know, uh, Craven LeBlanc versus who was the Anthony receiver? Miller, your Anthony boy. Miller. Uh, it seemed like he made a tremendous play on the ball, kind of jarred it loose, forced the incompletion. They review it, and they say, no, it was actually a catch, but the ball was just laying on the ground. No one went after it because the refs ruled it incomplete, so right. why would they go after it? And so there was so much confusion. I mean, the entire, both teams, what's so funny? I'm looking at my notes, and I... Uh... He's cracking up over here. I wrote say, down what... Still, he still has his tie on. I wrote down what one unnamed beat writer said as he was leaving the press box. I'm going to go take a squirt. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. It definitely is. Wait for me. I'm going to go take a squirt. <laughs> so the ball was on the ground. Both teams are walking towards the end zone. It seemed like they thought it was going to be ruled a completion, and then there was no clear recovery, so the offense maintains the ball. They did not. The rule is apparently if there is no clear recovery and it was ruled incomplete on the field, then it just stays incomplete. Weird rule. Weird rule. But okay. Terrible explanation Yeah. the officials. Terrible explanation. That left everyone very confused and made him look like he didn't know what was going on, but... Apparently that was the right call. So that was a, an interesting. I didn't point. think it was a badly officiated game, though. I don't think so. I thought that was weird. Eagles but. were Eagles got like the Bennett penalty. I thought that was legit. Yes. Uh, I feel like there was one or I two. Thought the Matthews pass interference was legit. I want. I want. The, I want the inside story on that one. I feel. He, I feel like he might have duped him a little okay. bit with. It. If he did, yeah. Good All job to him. Yeah. yeah. The one that hit the hit to the head on Ertz, I thought was a that definitely was legit. Yes, and so yeah, I thought it was a a finely, finely, finely officiated. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, 
on our on our walk, uh, we did, had a nice little mile and a half walk from the hotel to uh, Soldier Field. Yeah. We we both agreed that as young men and even now still today, it's hard hard to find a better name than Dick Butkus. Yes, as a kid, it cracked me up. <laughs> yeah. And they said, as an adult, it still cracks me yeah. up. Yeah, fantastic. This like this hard hitting guy, rough and tumble. His name is Dick Butkus. <laughs> We saw the police escort with the buses. Mm. Brandon Brooks said, hey, I saw you take a video of us. Uh, oh, he said that? <laughs> I was we, wondering if anybody had while, noticed. While we were driving to the, uh, oh, that's funny. Driving to the stadium. Uh, you know what? The Eagles, I feel like the Eagles' pass rush was not great in this game. I thought the Bears handled them quite a bit. Uh, Two sacks, yeah. five quarterback hits. Trubisky threw It wasn't a nonstop onslaught. It was yeah. not. Yeah. No. I would if I were a Bears fan, I would not be angry at how the offensive line played. I'll I think that's that. fair. Uh, offensively, we did not see as much. I thought I thought coming in, the Eagles were going to go heavy on their twelve personnel. Boy, yeah, that was a everybody was talking about it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we, we started that. Yeah, you did, but uh, it was wrong. So, like Somebody like my other did. predictions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean they I mean they opened the, they opened the game all nine plays in eleven personnel, but they went eleven personnel. Uh, I was charting throughout the game, although I, I had to stop towards the end. It seems to me like sixty-five percent of the time. Okay. Um. So I don't know. Somewhat surprising. Yeah, I did think they were going to go more twelve in this game, but what do you think is the recipe for beating the Saints? You know, I was just thinking about this because. I feel like there are a couple different recipes. The one mm, the Cowboys yeah. used against them was you got to have a lot of confidence in your defense. Mm-hmm. Then they strung together these long cooking. drives. But you know what? You know which team has the worst DVOA in the NFL defending deep passes? The Nolan Saints. Mm. So maybe the Eagles could not do anything against them. They couldn't, but it was a different time. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know. You, you do what you do offensively. I don't think you would really change anything. I would say be aggressive. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. Hit them, hit them downfield. Go for it on some fourth downs. Get crazy. Start the game with an onside kick if you're kicking. Love it. Defensively, it, it's nothing like... Uh, that's quite a beard on Trubisky. Yeah, huh? I don't like it for him. No, it doesn't look good. Defensively. Also, like, that's going to get in the way of his favorite hobby. <laughs> Can't be comfortable for the kissy. Defensively, I don't think there's any big secret. I think they gave extra attention to Michael Thomas the first time around. Mm-hmm. You would do that again. It's hard to play a lot of zone, probably, against Drew Brees. But your man coverage matchups are not great. Hope for the best with Jenkins on Camaro. Hope that again. they go heavy Taysom Hill. Hope that they go heavy Taysom Hill. Then you got to get there with your, your front four. You got to get some. They, they can't lose a turnover battle 2 nothing against no, the Saints. No, will be done. They gotta, Dunzo. They got to win the turnover battle. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on your notes? 
Great week. Great, uh, well, hasn't been a weekend, but love Chicago. Chicago gets the highest marks. Oh, you wanted to give your deep dish pizza take, didn't you? Oh, I did. Mm. You know, I love Coach Flynn. <laughs> but ranking deep dish pizza number one, is got, has, that has got to be the worst take that I've ever heard. Coach Flynn, just text Bo about this, not me, please. Unbelievable. We, you, you and I landed in Chicago. We did not check in our, into our hotels. We went straight to Lou Malnati's. We sat down, prepared to watch the FFRs. Nice environment. Nice environment. Nobody there, but nice environment. That's that was why ideal do you think for I said nice environment. Ideal for us. Uh, a, a couple things. Boy. First of all, as we have said, cheese, sauce, bread, tough to get wrong. I thought the ingredients were, were good. The cheese and the uh, tomato in particular, I thought, were delicious. But the crust and the bottom of the bread, cardboard, borderline inedible. Inedible. Wow. Like, I cannot believe that you would, that you would, this is the preferred method that you would want to eat pizza. (laughs) Cheese, sauce, and cardboard. Awful. And further, you want to, I say to you, let's go get some pizza. You say, okay. I invite you to get pizza. What do you think when I say, oh, hold on a second. We got to wait 35 minutes for this pizza to come out. Nobody else, in the, nobody, nobody else in the restaurant. Yeah. Give me a break. Trash. <laughs> I think you got to be out of your mind to think that's the best, the best form of that particular delightful delicacy. Yeah, I don't understand how anyone could have that over a New York slice. Crazy. I. I mean, I thought it was fine. I I wouldn't go cardboard like you. Like I would eat it once in a while. It was fine. I would agree that it didn't blow me away. The sauce. I don't like a chunk in my sauce. Oh, I actually I, I don't mind a chunk. You like in a chunk. Sauce. I don't I don't like a chunk in my sauce. Uh, you know, I, I I thought it was fine. But if I had to redo my rankings. I don't know where I had it, but it would probably be lower than I had it coming into the weekend. I appreciate the honesty. There was a – did you see they were, they, they were catering the Eagles postgame spread? There. Really? Lou Malnati's catering truck was right there. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. You know what else I thought was the first slice was so much better than the second slice. The, the quality of the slice dropped dramatically within you know five minutes, ten minutes. I didn't notice that. Um, so, I mean – yeah, you got to wait 35 minutes, and then it's only good for five minutes? Ridiculous. We have two grouses. Deep dish pizza well, that's and just the an cameraman. Honest, that's just an honest assessment. Okay. The cameraman is the grouse. You're right. Uh, and then we had the meetup. Nice meetup. We had our friends from Bucknell who brought a Zikkim for me. Mm. What, a, what, a, what a sweet treat. Thank you for that. Ryan and his dad. Ryan and his dad. Then went on to Second City. Mm. What a nice little evening for him. 
And then there were the other thousand or so people who yeah. showed up to pay their respects. Your friend was in attendance? Yeah, yeah. Saif, you got to meet him. What did you think of the hands? Uh, he did have large hands? He did have large hands, yeah. He, uh, he probably would have blocked that field goal. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he, he may be my favorite among the friends you've introduced me to. How many friends have I introduced you to? I don't know, to? but I enjoyed him. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You're buttering him up. He seemed... Uh, for a, future, a, a favor to be named later? Seemed a little too nice and cool to be your friend, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know if you've met any other friends of mine, so... Do you, do you have some weird be, friends? This could be one of one. Do you have some weird friends? Who doesn't have weird friends? I mean, I don't know. Are yours especially weird? No, I I'd like so. to meet some of your weird friends. Your boy in Charlotte, he was very normal. Okay. Oh, yeah, you have met him. That's a yeah, friend. So that's yeah. two. Okay. Like there may be somebody else, no? Okay. I've only met your... Well, I've met Bean. Right. And uh, Lemur's brother. You've met Lemur's brother? In Nashville, right? Oh, oh, his little brother. <laughs> He's got other brothers? Well, I mean, like, he wasn't... Re- I mean, Not to say I'm not friends <laughs> with him, but, you know, that's... Well, I mean, it's a person that I've met. Yeah, okay. 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 You trying to throw Lemur's brother under no, the bus? I mean... I don't know how to term it appropriately. All right. Okay. Uh, you know, I would say, I, w- I would advise, I feel like Chicago would be a great town if you're in your, uh, get out of college, looking for a job. Totally. Early to mid-20s, move to Chicago. Yeah. I feel like this would be a very fun place one of to our, one of our One of our young Bucknell friends, unfortunately, is living in Indianapolis. Mm. He, I think he said that they call it Nap City for a reason. And you ranked it below Lewisburg, I believe. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I stand by that. <laughs> okay. I'd much rather live in Lewisburg. <laughs> All right. So, shoot, does this mean we've well, got to do daily pods now? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, God. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You breaking out the wake-up call? No. Okay. If, we're not, if we didn't do it last week, we're not doing it this week. I think we. I think there's a chance we will have. If they beat the Saints, we're doing, we're doing wake-up calls. I think there's a chance we will have a uh, Birds with Friends radio on Wednesday night. Okay. We got to call out Joe Giglio. For a second, I got real nervous, and I thought you were going to propose another meetup, which no, not happening. Are you wild? Yeah. Uh, I, I think we should close with this, okay. which I saw uh, was addressed to us on Twitter. Do you think that this means that the Eagles season was a success? Mm. Or what constitutes a success, successful season for the Eagles? Boy, that is a very tough one to answer. We both had them losing in the divisional round, didn't we? In our in our preseason predictions, I think that's right. <laughs> so, they've met they've met the expectation. I mean, um, which was a fair expectation in a vacuum. Yes, getting to the second round is a successful season. Yeah, I think, even though they just won the Super Bowl. Um. I would certainly say that given where they were five weeks ago, this is incredibly successful. I think if you are thinking big picture health of the franchise, it's a very successful season in the sense that uh, you can trust that Doug Peterson knows what he's doing. Uh, He has a good pulse of the locker room. Uh, You have... There have been some contributions from young players. 
your Maddoxes, your Goddards, your straps. I'm just uh, I'm I'm stuck on. He has a good pulse of the locker room after our Doug's new book exercise. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Well, I mean, he, maybe maybe he's not quite as aggressive, commit commit committed to being uh, aggressive in game as you thought. But yeah, um, but the most important thing, the health of the franchise quarterback is a bit of a is a bit of a question mark, and the. You would ex- you would have expected uh, fewer pressing questions for a team that won the Super Bowl and then let's say lost in the divisional round in the offseason. Yeah, I mean I can't sit here and say it's very difficult to argue it wasn't a success all of a sudden. I, I do, agree because we learn more about the head coach and his ability. I mean the the biggest thing with these coaches is getting through adversity, adjusting, making changes. When things aren't going well, what do they do? And all of a sudden, I mean, he could write, he can write another book this offseason. What would you call it? F.U. Birds with Friends. <laughs> flipping the bird instead of flipping the field. <laughs> and at the same time, the I almost expected Taking it to, a whiff. I expected it to be the opposite, you know? I thought probably at the end of the season we would be saying... Wow, Wentz looked great, right. and you're in good hands. Don't worry about it. Peterson maybe isn't as great as everyone thought many months ago, and it's sort of the— it, Low those moons ago. Many moons ago, but it is feels like a little bit of the opposite where I don't want to say you're unsettled at quarterback. That feels weird, but maybe the— Confidence interval, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's good. That's a good way okay. to say it. The confidence interval in, I don't know if I'm using that correctly again, in Carson Wentz being the guy who can stay healthy and is like guaranteed to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the league for an extended period of time. I still think it's very possible, but... So you're saying the confidence level is lower. I don't know. What's an interval? Yeah, an interval is a range, right? Right. Okay. So I knew I was The range of outcomes for him is now a little bit wider than yes. you might have thought. Yes. I botched that bad boy. It's okay. It is, you know, three in the morning East Coast mm. time. Okay. I guess I better finish writing. I guess so. Hey, look. Oh, Bo Wolf on TV on Sports Center with Malcolm Jenkins getting interviewed. <laughs> It's a handsome-looking guy. This is a big night for your brand. Yeah. Jason Stark asking, you know. Jason Stark, I had to give him what he had. you I mean, were born to write about this game. I had and to give him what he, was, what he had, wanted. Now you got the tie on in the Sports Center background. And I'm still wearing the tie here with you. Your Trayvon Hester tweet is what? You're trending probably. I don't know about that, but I, there were some weird people who retweeted it. You almost fought a cameraman? Jake Tapper. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. We got the we got the subscriber we Jake. Got, we got the Diana Rossini bump. That's right. The official. I like that. National reporter of Birds yeah. with Friends. No doubt. Uh, yeah. Who would be nice? Other... If, it'd be nice if these people would subscribe. Oh, they they may. That's which the, people? That's the other grass. Wait, if which people would subscribe? These two thousand people who have retweeted oh, the Trayvon okay. Hester. Uh, I thought you were calling out like Jake Tapper. No, I mean, he should subscribe, I would hope. You know uh, uh, Uh Eagles Nut? Sure. Greg Richards? Yeah. (laughs) 
the man who knows everything there is to know about the Eagles. Did you see this? This is this is fantastic. Bo is typing with his left hand, one key at a time. I I, I have interacted with this guy before, uh, so you know there's this there's this discussion about whether or not Trayvon Hester did tip it tip the ball. <laughs> He's reading it. Uh, there's this discussion about whether or not he did tip the ball, which is ridiculous. Like he's, he's not lying. He says the ball hit his fingers. It hit his fingers. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I had tweeted it and, and Greg comes in with, uh, Bo Wolf parentheses, former Eagles website writer <laughs> said on Twitter that Trayvon Hester tipped the ball. Didn't notice that myself, but if so, maybe Parky shouldn't be ripped as much. And so I responded, yikes. I hope that's not my epitaph. Like, Bo Wolf, former Eagles website right. writer, 1986 to uh, 2090. Oh, 90. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't trying to kill you there. It's okay. I just wasn't sure. Uh, former Eagles website writer. That's it. <laughs> and then he responds, where are you working now? Mm. Come on, man. Where are you working now? Shield, we got work to do. We have a lot of work to do. We need people to spread the word. Tell them how they do that. I don't, oh, theathletic.com slash WIP. Theathletic.com slash Philly. Rate, review, Birds subscribe. With, oh, people got to, oh, the, the points thing is yep. going to be very interesting. Yeah, the points extends. Okay. I want, I think the call to action for listeners this week Find an Eagles friend in your life who doesn't listen to the show. Tell them to listen to the show. No, get them to subscribe. Okay, that's good, too. Find an Eagles friend in, a fan, friend in your life who doesn't subscribe to The Athletic. Buy him a gift sub. Buy him a gift sub, but do it off of my story, not Shields. My story. Click on my story. Click on my story. Click subscribe. Click on my story. <laughs> and, and then get the gift subscription. <laughs> If you want, you can even go back to my old Cravon LeBlanc story. That one could use a subscription. The Jason Kelsey feature, you know, very apropos. Malcolm First Jenkins, big pro. week for him again. We can recirculate that bad boy. You don't need a subscription to read that one. How do you think the the? I know, I know that this is the classic. I'm, I'm all right. Let's end on. this. Last year was such a a uh, joyous. Playoff ride for Eagles fans. So unexpected. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. How do you think this season, maybe this is for them to answer for us, but, uh, you know, for much of the season, this was not a fun team to watch. Yet all of a sudden, the, the, the last several weeks has been very fun. Oh, what do you think this has been like? How, how do you think this has been different? It's just how you described it. Okay. It was a terrible, frustrating, miserable season to experience as a fan legitimately. The way they were losing games, underachieving, yeah. some of the coaching decisions. And now all of a sudden, this four or five-week stretch, incredibly, if I mean, think about it. You go to L.A. as 13.5-point favorites. You win that game. You think, all right, probably not anything, but that was a fun viewing experience on a Sunday night. 
The season turned when I decided not to watch that game. Correct. You beat the Texans in what was sort of a, I don't know how to describe that one, but you ended up winning it at the end. You still you scored 30 points. Then you have the most fun, one of the most fun fan experiences is the Week 17, rooting for your team, rooting against other teams. I mean, what's more fun than rooting against Kirk Cousins? That's fun. And then you just come on, you know, you go on the road and win as underdogs in a playoff game. That's fun as well. Been a great stretch for fans. Yeah. This season will be remembered totally differently. Yeah. Than we were thinking it would be a month ago. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for hanging in, everybody. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. I'm tired. I just did a big yawn. Okay. Thanks for listening. As always, congratulations, and we love you.